Emergency, urgent, 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 urgent. Shut the no fuck up much. so I can do the intro. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Disruptive. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the pretentious planisher. So, gentlemen, how are we? What has everyone been up to? Brett, Steve. what have you done? I oh. said your name first. I have been building things and working on other projects, doing a lot of research for something very particular in the near future. Basically, Jimmy's been um, playing around with the casting forge, uh, yeah, smelting yeah. thing, whatever it's called, the devil forge. Um, it gave me a couple of ideas. Mm. So I'm going to be, I'm still working through some of the process behind that because I don't know how to 3d print or CNC or any of those things that you would need to make the mold. And when attempting hand carving a mold, no, <laughs> um, could you, not, could you not do it? Like, a? I guess it would be a really backwards way of doing it, but like make it out of plasticine, then cast, that with plasticine. What? Plasticine. That's what I said. Plasticine. Plasticine. Oh, plasticine. Oh, he's here. Pun. There we go. He's Try here. Okay. Uh, yeah, make it out of plasticine. Cast that with like silicone, and then cast a like something slightly more solid. Cast still, of that. Still have to actually make the thing. Yeah, but you can make it out of plasticine. Plasticine's easy. Steve. <laughs> because we're not discussing exactly what I'm doing, just trust me when I say that is an impossibility. Plaster <laughs> Steve. Not happen. Plaster Steve. Plasters for Steve. Um, like yeah, and then again. I started working on another project, hopefully in the meantime, um, using an old whiskey barrel because Ooh. I have five of them and they're basically useless because there's no top or bottom because we cut ah. them off for a job. Um, so I'm playing around with an old whiskey barrel and the staves and of course trying to make something that would traditionally be used, sorry, traditionally be made using, uh, wood that is all the same size and not curved like barrel staves are. Yeah. Uh, so it's challenging, Mm. but then again, that's what we do. Didn't, uh, Neil McKinley make, uh, skateboard out of some whiskey barrels a little while back well i'm not making a skateboard so yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay then he probably made it and then complained about hipsters while he did it (laughs) more than likely uh cool that sounds really fun i'm quite interested in what you're casting but you're not going to talk about on the podcast so just not yet until i get details sorted okay I'm upset. Uh, Al, what have you been doing? Um, I had a, a minor road traffic accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the, the, the in traditional British fashion of uh, going way over the top with very little dramatic weather. Um, <laughs> basically, I, I was coming out of my driveway and there was a car six miles down the road um, that didn't manage to stop in time because there was some ice on the road. And basically just slid into me, but it was all in slow motion. And he couldn't stop, and I couldn't get out of the way. And we both saw it coming. 
and just looked at each other longingly in the eyes for about a minute. Is <laughs> he just like, it was like curling and he just slowly, slowly skidded into me at like two miles an hour. And it didn't actually do any damage to my car, but it pushed me into my garden wall. Yeah. And so I just scraped all the front bumper up the side. Up the side. Um, so I, t- <laughs> I spent all morning um, just doing body work, basically filler and uh, masking and priming yeah. and, yeah, lots of sanding and some Sand. spray paint. And then it was like seven o'clock at night and I'm trying to spray paint in the dark in the driveway <laughs> with a torch because <laughs> I'm hoping I need to get it done before it starts raining. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was fun. That was Saturday. Uh, this morning I um, I filmed a little clip for somebody who may be doing a video and it is the return of a much-loved uh, Hack Shack character. So keep your eyes peeled. I'm saying nothing more. When you said return of, I instantly wanted to shout out the Mac. And also the Mac. <laughs> return of the hack. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm mm. excited to see that. I'm, I'm very curious. Yes. Curious. Curious and curious. So that's two uh, things that you two aren't talking about that I want to know more about. Tough titties. Yeah. Uh, what have I been up to? I have... Do Steve. Uh, thanks, mate. Uh, Jazz made me a pencil case, and it's awesome, and <laughs> I love it. Uh, I did adult things and actually got business cards printed because people keep asking me for a business card, and I'm like, uh, on Instagram, just follow me on there. And it, it yeah. Um, I finally managed to get uh, the forge in my workshop lit up for the first time this year um, and actually get some work done in there and did... Uh, I finished a commission off that I'd started um, over at Alex's workshop and uh, finally got the commission finished <laughs> and then realised that I don't actually have the contact details for the one who ordered it. So, because... Only I, you had business cards. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, that was a callback. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done. I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I now have to try and find the one in the village that ordered this thing, and I can't remember her name or what she looked like. Just, so. just go door to door. Did you yeah. order this? Did you well, order I, this? I basically Would you like just, this? Just asked all the people in the pubs to be like, uh, if someone comes in asking about me, can you just tell them I finished the thing? Um, so, yeah, I've got to do that. And then today, uh, I had a load of very wonderful, awesome, lovely people uh, who I conscripted from the Fools with Tools Facebook group, um, come and help me paint the forge, the Yay. the new workshop, um, and uh, and I got a, a color that was called subtle gray, <laughs> and it's it's very very subtle gray. It's just white. Um, <laughs> so to, tomorrow, me and Al are going to put um, another coat of paint on, and we might have to mix a little bit of. Um, if you paint. if you put another coat on, it doesn't make it less subtle. We're going to put a little bit of black paint in with the pot ah. and mix it in to make it a little bit darker. Because um, mm. yeah, at the moment it's just going to show up every single bit of dust in the workshop, and there's quite a lot of dust in the workshop. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. It was actually it was really nice because. Uh, between we the... took this can of white paint and, <laughs> and held it over a can of black paint. <laughs> that was basically all they did. Um, homeopathy of paint. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was really, it was quite nice having, um, I think there was about 10 people turned up in total. Uh, but we got through the actual painting side of it really quickly. So we just spent most of the time kind of standing around waiting for paint to dry and chatting. <laughs> so it was like a mini maker meetup. Um, 
especially, especially uh, Neil um, from uh, A Woodworker's Son, who basically turned up, painted like half a meter square. Then we had lunch. Then he painted another half a meter square and then went, right, I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was really funny about it as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So that was my week. And I don't have a segue because Brett's thing earlier on about talking about the, uh, the, the learning how to use the new forge would have been a really good segue, but uh, he went first, so we can't use that. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> okay. But yeah, basically, we're just going to talk about tools. And, Yay! Uh, like the differences in our knowledge from when we started on the podcast to now and new tools we have and tools we like and the fact that everything is a hammer. So, yeah. So, Al. Yes. You, when you first, like, came on the podcast, you never held a tool in your life <laughs> or something? If, if that helps the story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you came from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you you'd, uh, you built the hack shack with, like, um, eggs, borrowed and hired tools and that. Um, I built the hack shack with a 11 PPI backhoe handsaw. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously, you've you've um, you built up a, a collection of tools and that now. But do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to look for a start of a ten to kind of get the conversation rolling, and I'm failing miserably. It's fine. Um, I was actually thinking about this today because um, somebody posted uh, a rather heartfelt message in the in the uh, fools with tools group and he was just talking about kind of wanting to make a transition and wanting to, to give it a go at the, at the yes at being a maker as you're talking about um and i think it struck a chord with everyone um because everything he was talking about was kind of you know things we discussed in the past with the, the yeah. chicken and the egg and, and wanting to to get started but you need to invest and you haven't got the time and then we need the money and you need the tools and and i've I, it kind of it made me think like i i've I've been incredibly lucky in that some people have been really kind enough to sort of send me things. Mm. Um, the world's uh, hold me close to tiny chop saw was replaced by um, <laughs> a, a really cool evolution saw that, that Richard didn't need anymore, and, and he was kind enough to kind of um, let me use that. And it's obviously upped my chopping things into little things game. Yay! Um, and uh, you know, there's there's been things like clamps sent, which have really been, you know coming really useful. Especially now, I've actually fucking attached it to the bench. Um, <laughs> but like, I actually thought about it, and I, and I haven't really bought any tools <laughs> since I started. <laughs> I had the kind of I had the basic dad set of jigsaw, uh, random orbit sander, uh, drill driver combi, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and you know, a handsaw, some screwdrivers. Yeah. Um, I actually picked up a hand plane when I went down to to to, to see you for the very first time, Steve, oh, from yeah. from uh, from Ben at, um, with the hand, with the the tool, whatever it's called, the old vintage tool company. Yeah, whatever it is. yeah, um, yeah. And and I was just thinking, like, I've, I've not made any kind of purchases of any tools. Um, I think there's a really nice um, kind of thing going on in the community where people happy to donate things they're happy to give things that they think other people might need um but i kind of don't need that many i found my kind of um i found a nice plateau where i i'd be fucked without my my screwdriver my drill yeah. driver uh, that is you know that and 
basically the one thing I bought that I didn't have that now I know is the greatest tool of all time is an ankle grinder. I knew you were going to say that. And it's, <laughs> it's only because I never used one before. Yeah. And I think because it's quite an intimidating thing. And up until that point, I always thought it was like a specific thing. Like cut off disc. It's for cutting things off. Yeah. You know, and that is what an angle grinder is for. But then once you get one in your hands, you're like, I can do fucking anything. With this. <laughs> I can polish, I can sand, I can cut, I can buff, I can grind, I can, you know, carve wood. Yeah. It's amazing. Um so that's the that's the one thing really that's changed since 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 I built the hack shack. Um yeah. and I think it's more that I, I've just gotten more adept with tools and I've I've found out different uses for things. Yeah. As I say, I had I had I had the typical dad starter kit. Um and that got me by like in the house. So when I was doing kind of renovation or um you know little DIY projects around the house like oh I need to build um like a radiator cover or something. Yeah. I could absolutely do that with 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 you know a jigsaw, a circular saw, um a, a random random orbit sander and a drill driver and that was it that's all you need yeah um but i've just gotten more used to what tools can do um the potential of things as classic fills with tools um you know mentality using tools for things they're not supposed to be used for mm-hmm. kind of doubles you know it's, yeah. it's your turn your boxes inside out you've got them for twice as long i can use a tool for t- twice as many things now so now it's it's, it's two tools so actually it's it's as if that my collection has doubled even though i've not yeah. actually bought anything yeah and i think that's um that's kind of a really good uh point because the the more confidence you get with something the more you kind of go well actually now that i've used it i kind of realized that well i, I can do this with it and yeah. i can do that with it it's like it's like me with hand planes i never used one until quite recently and well i say i've never used i'd I'd only used them a couple of times and I'd never got on with them. I never really saw the point because I was using ones that were blunt or weren't set up properly or were just shit. Yeah. And, um, and having used an actual sharp, properly set up hand plane, like, Oh, yeah. it's a, re- it's a revelation. Really yeah. As I say that, that, that was the, the one thing, you know, other than the angle grinder that I can think that I'd, I'd never experienced before. I'd never used one before. Yeah. I kind of like the look of them, but I thought I'm, you know, I'm I'm never going to do any joinery. I'm never going, you know, like yeah. lap lap half laps and screws are about as close to joinery as I get. Why do I need a hand plane? Um, yeah. But now it's like it's like it's my go-to. Like yeah. stock removal, a jack plane is an absolute fucking winner. Yeah. Like it, instead of the place being covered in sawdust or chips or anything, like I can just go ching 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 ching, and it's it's a joy to use. It's easy to sharpen. Yeah. Um. And it makes you feel like a real woodworker. No, <laughs> proper <laughs> dying art. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, mean, I love that. I love the fact that you you're still with essentially the same tool set, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of part of the the charm of the um, like your channel and the stuff that you produce is the fact that it's it really is kind of um, easily accessible to anyone. And you look at the the kind of shit that you make with it. Like you <laughs> you look at Tira. Um, when you think that actually you made that with the bare minimum of, of tools, it's, it's yeah. fucking incredible to what to, to see. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not the complete opposite. I don't go out. Uh, I was going to say, I don't go out buying tools willy nilly. If it's, if it's an old tool or a vice or something like that, then I will. Um, but I, <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, but I've, I've grown up uh, with lots of tools around, like growing mm. up in, on a farm and that you, you know, you've always, there's, a, there's always been a lot of tools around and, angle grinders especially um and kind of over the last 
year to 18 months, I've been uh, like consciously buying tools um, in preparation and like sorting out my tool collection in, in preparation for going full time and, and, and trying to do this for a living. Um, so I've been, um, I have massively increased my tool collection. And again, a lot of it has been from donations um, from people within the community, which is fucking incredible. And it's, it's such a nice thing to have. Um, and, and also going out and like having to upgrade certain bits of equipment, like my, my welder at the moment, I'm, um, I'm getting shot of, uh, one welder. Just one stop getting shot. <laughs> ah, nice. Um, <laughs> got so many references going on in my head now. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, so I'm getting shot of one, one welder that's been knackered for, several years um and the one that i bought to replace it that was just a cheap shit one to get me through is also broke because it was cheap and shit and not designed to be um used uh, yeah well basically (laughs) but but like it wasn't designed to have like basic maintenance done on it it was designed to be used until it breaks and then you buy another one sort of thing and um and so there's certain things like that that i i want to upgrade and i want to go out and i want to buy decent world i've got one in mind and i'm going to be hopefully getting that um next month depending on a few factors with money but i'm getting that because i know that that actually like i've i've, I've had a selection of of tools and i know that having that a decent welder that i can rely on is massively helpful for the stuff that i make and the stuff that i want to be making in the future um so like i've i've got to the point now where i've i've had a a pretty fucking good collection of shit tools and i'm i'm looking now at like right which are the ones that i actually want to upgrade like when i when i had to buy a new angle grinder i i made sure i went out and i i bought a um a particular brand of of angle grinder because i know them and i trust them and and that's what i wanted there's there's a couple more brands like above that in terms of quality and that but i I just simply couldn't afford them but i (laughs) wanted to make sure i spent the money on something that was worth Oh, that was that was going to last that I can use every day for three years and not ever worry about it, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean um, the, the the that kind of like idea of upgrading or improving what you're using it for. Um, I did I did get a drill press, so I I bought Tim. That's Tim from Turgworks. Yeah, um, I we never it. mention him anymore. Well, he's not spiffing, but we can mention him just throughout the show. <laughs> um, I bought his old drill press. Yeah, um, and it wasn't necessarily that like I had a desire for a drill press, but it meant I could at least drill uh, perpendicular holes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old kind of eyeballing a drill and, and, and leaning down and yeah. making sure it's at 90 um, days were over. And, and it, you know, I, I certainly don't use it anywhere near I do my hand drill. I still use my hand drill. I still use my hand drill for trying to drill perpendicular holes, <laughs> but the, the drill press is, 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 is handy for stuff like uh, metal and plastic where kind of, yeah. if you slip, it can crack or if you're, you know, not going in the right yeah, straight down in metal, it will bind and stuff. So it's actually super helpful for stuff like that. So it's not yeah. really something that I was absolutely essential, but it has upped my game yeah. and I can actually fix things, you know, so like things like Tira, um, you know, building like the plastic plates and the acrylic um, and actually sort of machining in the, the aluminium for the panels. Yeah. It looks very rough and ready and, and, and very hack shack, but like if I didn't get that right, it wouldn't go together. Yeah. So it was super helpful to have something like a drill press, even a basic one, 
um, just to kind of up my game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things with uh, that get it gets banded around in, in within like the the maker community quite a lot, and that's the fact that yes, you can do you can do almost anything with very very basic simple tools, mm. but um, like up in your game in in terms of w- which tools you buy, yeah, it's um, a lot of it is just about efficiency and about and, and not just efficiency of time, but efficiency of um, materials as well. Because, like you say, if you if you fuck up on a a bit of aluminium like that, then and crack it, then that's it. You've you've got to go out and buy a a whole new yeah. section. Whereas if you've got and the, the time that you spent, yeah, making the piece, and then you fuck yeah. it, up. so it's yeah. it, it's worth that little. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can cut a straight line with a jigsaw, but I'd much rather do it with the circular saw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, you know, you can you can achieve the same thing, but yeah. time and effort and finish and everything. Yeah, it's like the, the, there's a reason that both those tools exist. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like the uh, um, that massive chunk of oak that you cut with a handsaw. <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> like, how much quicker would that have been if you'd had the right tool for the job? I don't know because it was like a foot thick, so I don't. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't have done it with a circular saw unless no, I had it would have been a massive, chainsaw. yeah, a, a chainsaw. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I do actually have, a, I've got like three chainsaws. <laughs> or or the, you know, if you've got a giant fence on a huge bandsaw, yeah. Yeah. then yeah. that's exactly. that's really like a lot of yeah. those are used for, you know, bookending yeah, and those kind of yeah. things. And so. stick a ripping on that. I think that was the problem because I was ripping it as well. So it was like down the grain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking impossible. Like oak. <laughs> yeah. With, with <laughs> Probably yeah. super dry. Oh, been there a while. Yeah, it has yeah. been. Yeah, it's been there for decades. But, but see, it's funny because like I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I've got a um, a track saw, and uh, if I if I was doing that to that bit of oak now, rather than going, oh, fuck, well, the track saw's not going to fit all the way through it, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to do it all with a handsaw. I'm I'm confident enough with the tools that I've got that I could go. Well, I might not be able to do it all with the track saw, but I know that I could cut all around it and get as far down with the track saw as possible, then go at it with a, a handsaw and then go over it with a, a plane to smooth yeah. it all out and even it up. Um, I mean, that, that was, that was, that was in my head initially. I was like, Oh great. I could, I could, I could do exactly yeah. that. Um, but the, the, the four sides weren't even, <laughs> so well, it wasn't, it wasn't square. So yeah. I, yeah, then yeah. I, then I was in the, in the land of, I've got to mill it down to then. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> But, and, but, and I'm not, and I'm not one to recommend tools and shill stuff. But those 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 backhoe handsaws, the black ones, yeah, the non-stick, they are yeah, fucking fucking brilliant. Great. They're really good, and they're only yeah. like a tenner. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend. Yeah, <laughs> now, I mean, well, that's the thing is, like, even now, I'm I, I kind of pay attention to what type of saw I get. Like, uh, two years ago, uh, a handsaw was a handsaw was a handsaw. Yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't know or care what the difference was. You used it to cut firewood. That was it. Um, whereas now, like you say, like I actually know the difference between a few different types of saws, and I actually have a few different types of saws that I use <laughs> for different reasons. And and like earlier on today, I got really annoyed because I couldn't find my flush cut saw, um, <laughs> and I was, and then I was like, Wait, what? And then just went at it with the ripping saw, and was like, that's oh, fine. And uh, but yeah, like it, it, it's one of those things. Like you, you do, you acquire more knowledge around those tools, and 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 you actually start seeing the the point of having them. I mean, like Brett. Obviously, you're surrounded by thousands of uh, tools. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Grant, most of them are like 400 years old and don't work. 
But yeah. But do you find that having that experience with those tools makes you go, right, well, I know that I need to get this tool, this tool, and this tool. And I know that actually is as useful as a bandsaw is, I'm actually only going to use it for, I'm actually only going to use it once a year. So I don't need, it's not worth me buying it sort of thing. Or, or has it gone the other way, which I'm pretty sure it would do with me, where you've gone, I've used all of these tools once. I want them all for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a different dynamic. You may share a little bit more similarity with Jim than I do. Um, we we may have mentioned just throughout certain episodes about uh, you know being naive to a tool or being naive to a piece of equipment and and learning through that naivety, like learning yeah. how you best use it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm very fortunate to have access to all these tools that I absolutely would not have access to on my own accord or with my own money. Um, and the best part about it is I'm able to learn the ones that do work well for me. Yeah, yeah. Like there are there are definitely certain pieces of equipment, expensive ones that I have access to, but don't. I don't like them. They don't work with my brain, right? Um, just as an example, the project that, that I'm working on right now with the whiskey barrels, uh, the every barrel stave is tapered in yeah. both directions or in all three directions, really. Yeah. Um, and they're curved and it's just, it's a nightmare, right? So I had a moment between yesterday and today, especially 7.30 this morning, I was in the shop and I was like, right, <laughs> how the hell am I going to put these pieces together? Nothing is square. I'm I'm eyeballing as best yeah. I can to do this. And honestly, it came down to me just being like, look, I am so much more confident with a draw knife, that yeah. Shinto wood rasp yeah. and a spoke shave. And so I did like what took me three or four hours of trying to work through with like the table saw and could I set up a jig on the table saw to do this? Well, I don't know. I'm not learned or I'm not well-versed enough, nor have I worked with barrel staves before enough to know how you can kind of like regain the lumber out of that and make it straight or make it flat or, or, you know, try and regulate the sizes and shapes of it a little bit better. But all that thinking yesterday and all the trying to solve the problems just led me back to the shave horse which I would absolutely have one of those. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, in my shop forever. When, <laughs> once I get my own space, um, I have like three or four draw knives. Now they are all very specific uses. Yeah. Um, and I have two spoke shaves, one that's slightly curved and one that is flat. And I just, a lot of this project that I'm working on is eyeball. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's going to be stylistic and not to use the organic thing that we talked about last week. It's more just like it's form and function, but it's definitely leaning more towards form. Yeah. And the build itself will definitely be like, well, how did you square up those edges? I didn't, <laughs> I got them close. And then I put screws through them. Serves the purpose that it needs to serve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I I have access to a lot of to have that opportunity, but it is so seldom that I jump on the same kind of you know, 
wagon that Jim does where it's like, oh, we got this new thing coming in. Like he's probably getting a Wazer, the the water jet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wazer waifle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think he's getting a Wazer this week coming up. And he's really excited because he's like, you can cut glass with it. And you this and and then you can six and it's just better. And it does all this and it costs so much less than what it would cost to get a real one of those. So I asked Jim, what's the biggest advantage between the Wazer and the two laser machines that he has? And he said, the only real material difference is the glass. Who gives a shit about glass? <laughs> and that you can cut you can cut certain types of metal, like thin steel or up to a half inch on aluminum. Yeah. Aluminium. So <laughs> because I don't work making parts or flat parts for anything, yeah. that all eludes me. Yeah. Like I don't see the use for those kind of tools. But he's clearly he has more things in his head because he has all this knowledge and he's been making stuff for years. He's able to take that and understand completely what he could do with it, you know, five years down the road. Whereas uh, the amount of the amount of uh, stuff I've learned for like, God, I hate using stuff. <laughs> the, the amount of equipment that I've worked with, the amount of experience that I've gained in the last two years of being around Jimmy is. I take it so much more for the knowledge rather than the equipment, because. I could walk into my space, my personal shop space, which has none of that equipment and still make tons of projects yeah. in it. The fact yeah. that I have my anvil and my hammer honestly gets me through a lot of thought process in terms of builds and, and possibilities that I could do. I love working with blacksmithing and, and metalwork. And, and, you know, I think casting could be a really cool addition to that. Um, and you can do small castings, obviously, in, in a little forge. But, you know, if you can melt six pounds of brass at the same time, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very long-winded way of saying I have access to lots of things. I use not very many of them. Yeah. No, I think that's 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 it, that transcends, you know, just making as well. I mean, Brett, when I think of you shaping metal or wood you know your your go-to would be a file or a rasp and you know oh why don't you just do it on the angle grinder why don't you just do it on the belt grinder blah, blah, blah. why don't you do it on the bandsaw like jimmy does um like the fact <laughs> that you, he's a wizard he's a, he's a wizard <laughs> the fact that you you like to kind of be at one with it and and there's something very kind of like I don't, I'm not going to say organic, but um, <laughs> the, the, fact, the fact that you are you are completely controlling that file and you, every stroke is like um, taking off just as much as you want, and you know it yeah. and you understand it, um, and that, that that kind of knowledge of the tool and, and your favorite tool and your favorite approach to do something, even though there might be loads of different ways of doing it, um, it's very similar to like I've got like one knife that I love to cook with. Yeah. It's I know I made it for you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, it's 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 not the best knife in the world. It's not designed for what I use it for. But I've I've know I've grown to know every nuance of it. Yeah, and every you know it's it's like a a, a murderer's favorite weapon. You know they'll 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 you know Jason's got his machete. Yeah. <laughs> it, how long have you had how how long have you had that specific knife? Probably. 15 years. Wow. Um, and I use it for everything. 
Yeah. You know, people can have whole sets of knives. I've got this knife for this and this knife for that. And like, I don't need it. You know, there's, there's different parts of a knife for, for a reason because you can use yeah. them for different bits. Yeah. Um, and the more I use just that one tool, the better I get with it. It's the same in design. Like, you know, the <laughs> really old school designers will have like three typefaces. And they'll go, I'm not doing anything else than these three typefaces. They've, they've suited me my whole year, my whole life, my whole career. Um, and I know how to manipulate them to do different things. I don't need the bells mm-hmm. and whistles. I don't need new things. I don't need new tools. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely see myself like that. I'm, I'm not like you, Steve. I don't, I don't cover tools. I love like old shit and I love, you know, how beautiful an old machine lathe is. And I yeah. really appreciate its form. I don't desire it. I don't think, oh, I really need that because I can do this, this, and that. Like, but I loved, I, I loved your take on, on on Jimmy's kind of thought process when it comes to tools. Yes, he clearly has an addiction, <laughs> but the, the fact that the, the way you said that he he thinks ahead to things that he can't do with his current tools. Yes, yeah. and I think that's a really <laughs> yes, it justifies him buying whatever he wants. But I think it's a really smart way to go. Actually, I'm trying to problem solve. And that, you know, there's limitations to this. Yeah. So, yes, I've yeah. got my favorite chef knife, but, you know, I can't necessarily debone a chicken with it because it's not flexible or it's not got a point. So there are limitations. And then I go, oh, maybe I do need an auxiliary thing or a, yeah. a second favorite knife. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's – because there's a few points um, that have been brought up that I kind of want to touch on quickly. Um, and I, I know that I – I do have a habit of going, oh, tools, I want that. And Oh, Steve's going to defend himself. I don't, I don't, I don't want tools. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to buy tools. No, and I, I, all I was going to say is I know that there's <laughs> there's a lot of the things that I buy, I buy um, purely because there's... Jazz doesn't things... listen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because there's things that I've wanted to do that I haven't been able to do because of... Uh, of not having the tool and not in the sense that I know we were saying, you know, you can do anything, but like, because my time in the forge or the workshop is, is limited. There's, there's certain tools that, or certain things that I want to do that. I just, I don't have the time to, to sit and, you know, I don't, I don't have the time to spend three days sawing through a big block of, of oak. You know, it, it, it's just, it's not practical for me. And because I'm, I'm gearing up to do production work. It's, it's about getting, that side of things done. Um, I think the old tools, that's that's definitely more of a just, oh, that's really old and cool and pretty and I want it because I'm fascinated by how it works and, and how it was made and and that's what really gets me for that. But um, but you, you said about um, the the knife parts, uh, the, sorry, the knife having different parts. And I think, Excuse me. <laughs> I think because we, we, okay. we don't sell uh, knife sets. We sell a single knife and for that very reason because – yeah, you, you buy the knife that suits you and, and that's yeah. how it works. And that's what we say to people when they ask for, uh, if we do uh, knife sets for the kitchen knives, it's like, well, no, because each of the knives that we make are different anyway. So it, it is a very, very personal choice. And I think that comes back to, um, to like you were saying about uh, with Brett having different tools for different things and, um, oh, sorry, having like specific tools for, for different things yeah. and having favorite tools. Hmm. Um I did some, uh, I was doing some axe handles uh, uh, just now. And yes, I could have um, got the belt sander out and just spent eight just going. And and I've done that a few times and I've actually found that it's not quicker. It's not easier and it's 
far more likely to fuck up. Whereas now, and it's messier. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I and I, the same as Brett. Like I, I love going to the draw knife, and I use that as much as I can. Um, and then I go straight from the draw knife. I don't bother with the spoke shave because I, I don't get on with it. So I'll I work with a draw knife, um, and then I go straight in with a rasp. And I'm I'm at the point now where I can do I can I can make an axe handle to the design that I want quicker and better with a draw knife and an, um, a rasp than I can with a, a belt sander. Even if I'm a, even if I'm over at Alex's using the proper big belt sander as opposed to my handheld one in a, in a vice. Yeah. Um, and. And yeah, I think it's it's having that experience with again going back to it, it's it's having that experience with those tools to um, to be able to 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 know actually I'm quicker and better doing it that way that might appear slower than it's it's like the woodworkers say about um, uh, picking up a hand plane and, and sometimes it's easier just to pick up a hand plane and, and do that than to push something through a a planer. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I know you want to go, Brett. But there's <laughs> one more thing that you said about <laughs> earlier on, um, and that was about um, like Jimmy wanting to get a, a Wazer. And, and is this? Mind, are we really saying Wazer? I know I've heard you both yeah. say it now. It's, are we saying this? It's because it's the the brand name. Oh, of course, um, Skillsaw. Sorry, yeah, ben, I meant Skillsaw when I was. Saying <laughs> but uh, but like like to me, that's that's. It's it's stupid. If you're only gonna buy a tool that just to be able to do one material that you're probably not gonna use very often, like it's you just get someone else to cut it. And I think that's something that a lot of people find is is like they'll they'll say, Oh, well, I can't do that because I haven't got a CNC. Well, no, but there's companies out there that do it. And and everyone goes on about the fact that well, it's still making because you're still doing the designing part and all this. We you go out and do the designing part, and rather than export the G code and put into your machine you're just exporting the code and sending it off to someone else giving them however much money yeah. like how, how long is your cable like where, yeah. where's the cutoff point what if they're yeah. next door <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what i mean like like we get stuff um laser cut all the t- or laser cut or or um water jet cut all the time because we where the fuck would we go and spend thousands of thousands of pounds on a a piece of machinery that's going to take up a shitload of room that we're going to use twice a month. Cause it's cool. That? Well, yeah, but yeah, I, I, like I say, I, I definitely do love buying tools and I love going out and grabbing them, but I, I also, unless it's a vice, I tend to be a bit more kind of, <laughs> do I actually need it? Whereas if it's a vice, I just, I do need it. But <laughs> the, yeah. The- <laughs> jump in just about um the idea of of having minimal tools versus a lot of tools i I don't think i think for a while there it was definitely this um naive purist something or other attitude where it's like you know i I got uppity about too many people that had too many machines or like well yeah you don't need those things to do that you could do it by hand and yeah i can still get you know, a little stinky about that every now and then, but, um, I, I happen to adhere. It's, it's absolutely a personal thing that I, I adhere to some of the teachings that people have been kind enough to divvy out to me. Uh, like Tracy, who was the, the guy that I learned how to make handles from or, or do a lot of the, the woodworking from with draw knives and spoke shaves and rasps and all those things. I had no clue 
what I was doing when I made the axe handle axe shadow axe thing. Yeah. Um, which was like the first build that I went, Hey, I made an axe. Well, you didn't make the head. You slightly grinded a new edge on it, but you didn't know what you were doing there. And also I made this crazy swoopy thing out of a not good piece of wood because I had watched somebody do it who will remain nameless, push it through a bandsaw. And uh, when Tracy picked it up, he was like, oh, it's good for your first one, but you have cross grain and it'll probably break on you eventually. Also, this S-curve thing is like totally unnecessary. And I was just like, okay, I need to relearn some things from somebody that's done it more. I then found out through doing it in his process that a draw knife will tell you where the grain is yeah, yeah. because you'll either get massive chip out or, yeah. or it'll stick and then you'll pull up a huge chunk of grain and go, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't want that wood to go anywhere, but that's where the grain wanted to go. So if you were already carving and shaping, it's going to tell you where you are. Like if you're following a grain line to keep something very straight, which equals strength, uh, and you cut into that, it's going to tell you. It's going to be like, all right, well, now you have to go deeper because you just took this gigantic chunk out. So in that fashion, there are very, very specific situations where, yes, hand tools work really well for me because I'm able to have that like visceral experience. And, you know, like I said, the bandsaw doesn't care. So you might not end up with, like, the best quote-unquote purest product at the end but honestly i've seen so many hammers get made you know quote-unquote incorrect to the grain structures and things like that and they've lasted years and years of tons of use so it is it's a battle it 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 feels like a battle a never-ending battle between the people that'll go that's not gonna work and then you got guys like us that go it works fine my my circular saw does great yeah i mean i I don't need that that's that's the thing is it's that whole thing of good enough is good enough like how how far do you want to take that and and it, it's one of those like if it if it looks stupid and it works it ain't stupid all right it, it it fucking works that's that's at the end of the day if it does the job that it needs to do it's it's good enough um and i think that can be applied to tools as well um like using an angle grinder upside down in a vice or using a i've seen a load of people with jigsaws that have done the same thing turn them upside down and they use them as basically a bandsaw um and there's the, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah <laughs> just ridiculous but there's lots of uh like examples of that and and i think you brought up a really good point though uh about the material as well and knowing which tool to use for the material and whilst yes you can use any tool on any material does help in certain situations and it's like a a year ago i wouldn't have well two years ago i wouldn't have really paid that much attention to um to like wood grain i would have bought a well in fact i wouldn't have even bought and made my own handles i would have just bought a hammer uh, like a hammer blank or a axe blank and just fitted that because i grew up on a farm it was a case of you you fixed it and it, it worked and then you wrapped it in gaffer tape and it still worked and then you wrap it in Baylor twine and yeah after that maybe you replace it with a new one um but generally you know it, it was let's say good enough was good enough um whereas now i i'll go into a, a um a 
woodworking place, like where you buy wood. Um, Timberyard, Lumberyard, that's the thing I was thinking of. Uh, I'll go into uh, Lumberyard and I'll actually, I'll I'll look at, at different planks of ash and try and figure out the best one because it's got the best grain and, and things like that and actually pay attention to it. And it's not just with, um with that like i'll i'll do the same with metal there's certain processes that you can do with metal that you uh with certain types of metal that you can't do with others and things like like you like working raw iron you know you you need to work that at a much higher heat if you work it too low it starts to split along the grain and stuff like that and and all of these kinds of things and like working uh i, I worked with copper recently and and realizing that you can't just keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it because it work hardens you've you've got to uh, you've got to keep heating it and annealing it because it it needs uh, it needs that. Otherwise, again, it just splits and it fucks off and it doesn't work. And um, and and like you say, I think knowing knowing how um, not how good a job you want to do, but how uh, how how much finesse you want the end product to have, um, what tools you have, what material you're working with. Like you you combine those three factors and. And then you can go, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm working with construction lumber and <laughs> I'm nailing it together with six inch nails. Like it'll fucking do. <laughs> um, or I'm it's working, like you know me, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm working with a, a beautiful bit of wood that I've cut down from, uh, from the, the field at the back that I want to shape into this perfect thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's going to be another, um, tool set another idea and i think that's the thing is it, it, it comes down to tool sets it's you know you you get the right tools for the right job um rather than just going rather than going i i want that tool and then trying to figure out what you're going to make with it it's <laughs> i i need to make this thing that's that's always the silly part is yeah i spent ten thousand dollars on this piece of machinery i gotta make my money back yeah <laughs> I think yeah. there's, there's a danger of, of relying on stuff as well. So, like, um, when I was doing the, the window display, yes, um, I'd just gotten that router from uh, from Dan and you, yeah, Steve. You'd, you'd, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the wireless router. <laughs> um, and, and, and some bits and stuff. And, and um, it was perfect timing because I was putting the, the channels in the window display for all, the, all the, the, the bits of card to slot in. Yeah. And it was, like, pretty much a router is the only thing I can do this with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of consistently because you know there was like 50 of these slats to yeah. make all of them six foot long i was like i need a, a consistent way to do it i was like oh yeah. fuck yeah you know i've only used the router once um and th- now's my chance and i can yeah. i can really kind of you know um cut my teeth on this on this on this tool and literally first pass uh i mean i had one straight cutting bit and the straight cutting bit snapped and I, 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 I wasn't like Al in it. I wasn't t- trying to take yeah. like an inch out. You know, yeah. I, I, I was literally checking like a, a, a mill pass. Yeah. And the bit, the bit must have just been shit. Um, and then I was fucked. I was like, oh my God, like I need to do this tonight as well. I was basically, yeah. you know, not sleeping, working all night to, to get this charity thing done. Um, and I had to default and I had to go back to the circular saw and I had to set up a jig, you know, run the, run this pine along my bench, like rocking with this circular saw, trying to get the blade in and the pine's all fucking warped and I'm trying to go straight with this circular saw. And it, I got it done because I had to, but you know, there's a danger if you rely on a specific tool, because if, if, if it's fucked or your blade's gone or, you know, the motor goes on it, 
and you can't then go, oh shit, I, I, I've got no way out. I've got no backup plan. I've got no escape yeah. plan. Um, I think it's always good to know that there's at least one more way of doing something. So yeah. whenever I pick something up, I'm like, I'm going to use the hand plane, but just in case, if not, I know there's a fuckload of sandpaper over there and I'm going yeah. <laughs> to, I will flatten this, whatever happens tonight. Yeah. Um, but just always having the mind that you back up because, you know, your, your handle might fall off your draw knife or, yeah. you know, whatever, like shit snaps all the time, no matter how good quality something is. Yeah. Um, I know you say, Brett, oh, you know, this handle isn't going to snap, but it does. That's the point. That's why people say things like that. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, um, sort of damage control. Like, you know, Steve, I, I love the mentality of it's good enough. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to like building code, it's not oh, yeah, good. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. not good enough. Yeah. But the code is way, way overkill, you know, to, to, to actually, you know, oh, actually, we need to double that. Well, yeah. you don't really need to because it's good enough. But we're going to, just to be sure, just yeah. to make sure no one dies, just to make sure no one electrocutes themselves, just to make sure it's insulated enough. You know, this is code. Um, so, like the, the 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 engineer in me w- wants to believe that part of it, but the rogue kind of rabid northerner wants to believe the other <laughs> part, where it doesn't really matter and I can do what I want. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm constantly like stuck in this kind of which, which side of my brain do I believe? Yeah. Um, but always having that backup, I think, is a really good good idea when it comes to tools. Yeah, like I mean, if a screw, you know, if that doesn't work, there's always a screwdriver. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because as soon as you said about um, doing it with your hat, where if you if you can't use your hand plane to to flatten this thing, in my head I was thinking, Gosh, what's he what's he going to use? And then when he said um, about the sandpaper, instantly I was like, oh yeah, because yeah, but you wouldn't want to do that just because if you just obviously had it in your hand and rubbed it like that, then it, it wouldn't <laughs> flatten it. I was like, oh, but you could if you've got a, a bit of button and put it along that then yeah you could totally use that because it would even it out and and i, I love that i've fact just that... just been doing that with my car actually yeah <laughs> i was like I don't have any tools but i've got some sandpaper and some two by four yeah i'll make myself a sanding block yeah <laughs> it's, and, and the thing is I, I love the fact that because of the experience of not having the right tools and not having that like you you do you you work out and i think that again it comes back to to the experience and i think that what you're saying is exactly right you can't just rely on having one tool to do a job like you can't just go you know what i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna buy a festival domino and that's gonna be the only thing i'm ever gonna use to to join well, we lasted thing. we lasted a good 42 minutes before someone said festival domino <laughs> <laughs> on the tools episode but you know like or or yeah you can't rely on having the um the the tool for that one thing like you you have to have backups so you, you, there's no point in going out and going right well i'm gonna make picture frames for a living and i'm only going to buy a bandsaw and I, i'm only going to have one and i'm going to do everything on that so yes yeah. great you might be able to do everything on it but like you say if that goes then you, you fucked like you i think yeah basically i'm just agreeing with everything you said having a backup is a good i, th- idea. I think just uh, just to build on that there's just one one little thing brett sorry just one more thing one more thing wait for one more <laughs> um the you touched on something there, and I think it's really important. that the, the, the tools, yes, we're talking about tools. Yes, tools are important. Yes, they're flexible. You can use them for different things. But consumables, for me, yeah. are almost more important. Yeah. I've, I've found that the more that I'm in the shop and the more that I work on things, shit sandpaper yeah. is what will ruin your day. Buying cheap screws is what will ruin your day. Having glue that isn't correct. You know, I, you could probably classify these as tools, but you know instead of just talking yeah. about the tool in hand you know you can have a cheap screwdriver but if you buy really good screws 
it's going to do the job. Yeah. And and the, the more I experience that, I actually learn a hell of a lot more. It's like, oh, that's why those screws are twice as much than those screws. Yeah. It's not because they're branded. It's because they're fucking good. Yeah. And the heads don't snap off them and they don't strip when you try to drill them into something other than pine. Yeah. Yeah. And they go in straight. And they they go in straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I bought some cheap because I I, I literally had no money for this bar. Yeah. Um, And I I was was genuinely like in in the, um, the hardware store, like looking at my bank account, how much I had to buy screws. Yeah. And all I could afford was these. I was like, oh, they'll do. It's just fucking screws. Yeah. And every, like about 80% of them just literally sheared off as I was trying to screw them in. Yeah. And, and, but like sheared off halfway down the screw as well. So there's, yeah. there's like half a screw somewhere in the bar that yeah. I can't get back out and I can't, <laughs> and I can't hammer in. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. You know, so they, that, that's super important is the stuff that goes with the tools. Yeah. And well, uh, go on, okay. Brett. No, no Brett's allowed. Talking, you There's three of us. Yeah, <laughs> your internet's working. Go for that, it. Into that's Brett. only. That's only. I'm only jumping in now because Al saying that was a really good segue into what I wanted to just jump in on. <laughs> Ryobi Ryobi tools, as an example, because it it comes up all the time in at least the U.S. in the maker community. Is you know Ryobi is garbage and don't buy it. It's cheap and blah, 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 whatever. I have used a handful of them. We know a couple of people that use a lot of Ryobi tools. And like Al said, I have, I have become so much more aware of the accessories of the consumables as a lot of people refer to them as where I don't really care if I'm using, we have a DeWalt grinder and Metabo and all these things that Jim sponsorships and things. They all have their own, functionality to them in terms of how the button clicks and which direction this thing faces. And this one's battery turns around backwards for some reason. Um, But at the end of the day, if I don't have a good flap disc on the front of it or the right cutoff wheel or something, it makes all the difference in the world. So I think a lot of times when it comes to tools, um, yeah, there are quality differences and, and you can definitely tell when you're using, you know, a fine angle grinder versus a Ryobi one just because of power. That's really all it is. And the only people that yeah. will really notice the difference in the power are the ones that know fair and well that they need that much torque and power, yeah. you know. So, of course, they're going to pick one up and go, oh, my truck's got a six liter Hemi something or other in it and this you know crappy subaru made in whatever country or japan all that kind of attitude that comes with with the guys that have used the top of the line thing because they are above the lower end because it doesn't do the job for them well a lot of us don't need that and and the requirement for the top of the line the one specific tool you know like steve said you could be a picture frame maker with a jigsaw it would be difficult, or sorry, a bandsaw. If you wanted to invest in a really nice table saw, you could. But if really you're just needing to cut straight lines and maybe some angles, you don't need a $6,000 saw stop. You can get away with a lot easier than that. I'm yeah. looking at lights. I'm looking at extra lights and stuff for <clears throat> lighting my set areas when I'm filming. And honestly, I use the lights out in Joshua Tree, the Ryobi lights, which as shop lights go, Every single brand in the big box stores has a shop light or an on-site light or whatever it is. And it's all power and 
battery styles and this one only uses this much wattage and amperage whatever a ryobi light is cheap uses the same battery as every other tool that they offer and has like cmyk control on it or or sorry at least like light temperature control on it yeah. and it's no more expensive than anything else if anything it's it's quite a bit cheaper than a lot of the other lights so get down to what you call tools and there are still i could make so many justifications after learning <laughs> yeah. over the last year because i grew up around the guys that are like don't use ryobi it's garbage yeah, yeah. well i have a drill bit set that's ryobi that's fine and has got me through tons of stuff and now I'm probably going to spend some money on some Ryobi lights yeah. because they do the job. Yeah. And, and they're the only ones that I can afford that do temperature control on the lighting, which I give a shit about for my yeah. filming. So yeah. and, bonus points for them. And again, it, it comes back to, to good enough. And it's to kind of go back a little bit to what I was saying about the, the building controls and things like that. It's, it's when I say good enough, I mean good enough for for you what's good enough for me might be different to what's good yeah. enough for you good enough can be exquisite exactly yeah <laughs> and uh like you know good enough for um being q isn't going to be good enough for harrods like it's a weird example um <laughs> but uh i was struggling i always with, get my yeah. caviar from being q <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that, that, that's the thing is is like it, it, it's it's varying things and to go on what brett was saying like what what i would use and what like get to the angle grinder for example like the fact that i went out and i was this the lot... fucking angle grinder podcast <laughs> basically yes <laughs> um but like i went podcast. out <laughs> and I, I i spent a lot more money on on my angle grinder than than i could have done i could have gone and i could have got the cheap shitty one that mm. to be perfectly honest for 90 percent of people would be perfectly adequate and do everything they need it to do but because like like Brett said, you know, I use it every day and I notice the difference between the two. And for me, going back to efficiency, it, it makes sense for me to have a good angle grinder. It doesn't make sense for me to have a really, really good woodcutting saw because I use it once in a blue moon and I don't really give a shit if it's not perfectly straight and if it's not doing this and all that. That's the thing. So like with it, I mean, call me naive, but like with a, with a woodcutting, with a chop saw, for example, you know, you've got the, the fucking Makita crazy dust collecting extreme chop saw. That's amazing and perfectly straight and 90 degrees. And, you know, if you're doing, you know, fabrication work and you're doing cabinetry, you know, that stuff like that is, is really, really important. But like surely for something like an angle grinder, it's just, wattage of the motor yeah <laughs> like it, there can't be that many difference in the in the, the fucking the, the motors it's, that's in there it's probably the same in every one it, yes your gearbox might go if you put yeah too much, it's like i was gonna say that there's there are more on it, i guess there are more things to it like you've got like the the next upgrade i want to do for example is i want an adjustable speed angle grinder okay um and it's yeah it's it's torque it's wattage it's the quality of the machine how well it's going to last um the like i've i've seen uh cheap machines where the button goes on them because it gets uh, stupidly it gets uh grit and dust inside the buttons and right. and that goes but again yeah if you're only using it once in a blue moon it doesn't matter because it's not going to happen that quickly so you know you're going to get your money's worth out of it whereas for me if i'm using something and it, it breaks within a month i'm going to be pissed off yeah um and, and that's the <laughs> thing is it, it is it's it's down to like the 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 thing that you need for the job like 
I've I've seen people that have have seen uh, my forging hammer, for example, and they've gone, "Oh, that's a really nice hammer," and and you know, and they've they've talked about how much that costs, and then they've talked about how much an anvil costs, and then they've talked about this. But like, <laughs> oh well, I couldn't get into blacksmithing because it's so expensive. You know, that's I spent two hundred quid on my hammer, but that's because it's it's worth it for me. Yeah. And also, you you don't get into it like an yeah. anvil. For all intents and purposes, lasts forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, I'm just going to try blacksmithing for a week yeah, or so. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, is if someone wants to try blacksmithing, if they want to get into it and, and experience stuff, you don't need to spend six hundred quid on an anvil and two hundred quid on a hammer. You go to a a metal merchant and you buy a a big drop of mild steel because it doesn't need to be fucking hard and steel. If you're just playing around, you don't need to spend a thousand pounds on a fucking setup when you can get away with doing it for less than a hundred quid. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is it comes down to what you need. And yes, you might find that you have to grind the edges of the, of the the hammer off to be able to get a nice thing, but, but you learn those things. And as you learn those things, that's when you go, okay, that's why I want this upgrade to this hammer, or that's why I want this one. And, and again, it all comes with experience. And, and that's the thing is I think for, for, for pe- people wanting to go and get into things, there is no point at all in spending a shit ton of money on stuff that they don't need to when they could go out and, and it just be good enough. Like, I, I think, I, I know I keep saying it, but <laughs> for the vast majority of people, good enough is good enough. Like, yeah, you don't... I... Sorry, I don't mean to jump on top of you if you're not finished. It's all right. I was going to wrap up. So if you've got something else to say, then you go. Uh, I'm just... That attitude, I, I I know I'm super guilty of it. I don't know if, if you guys had the same situation when you kind of started getting more into making in, in your off time, but holy crap, like I came up around a bunch of people that made stuff for a living and used tools, and I, I had exposure to lots of different tools. And Did I freeze up? No, 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 you can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, the one Steve. one time you're actually able to carry please, on with it. And please you... cut up. Please cut up some of this stuff so it doesn't sound completely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so I came up around a lot of tools, had a lot of exposure to people making things, but I I really didn't ever see the necessity for that kind of thing. You know, I was working yeah. on art projects and I was building little things here and there and once i started to really get into fabrication or really get into building making things out of materials and objects um i 100 came into it with the attitude of like well i can't do that because i don't have that yeah yeah i i absolutely stopped myself from you know ever even attempting getting a table saw because i got my my friend nick got one when we had our little wood shop together he had money. I did not. He bought, you know, a $900 table saw. And we were super happy to have a table saw now because we could make straight cuts. Yeah. We were doing it all with a circular saw before then. And yeah, it made it a lot easier. And now the work that he does, his table saw is probably like one of the least used tools in the shop. <laughs> yeah. And he makes immaculate looking stuff out of walnut and really, really beautiful woods. And I, st- I would have stopped myself. Had I been on my own, I would have absolutely stopped myself and said, I cannot be a woodworker because I don't have a table saw. There are yeah. things that definitely makes easier. Or, you know, I'm kind of harking back to what we chatted about earlier in the episode. 
But I am constantly surprised by the people out there who are master little creators, makers, fabricators that do it with a very limited tool set and most of their most of their talent comes from the competency with uh process approach yeah a limited tool set but if they hadn't spent time thinking and problem solving which we talk about plenty in this podcast yes i know i'm a huge fan of process but i wouldn't be able to work on the project i'm working on currently if I hadn't learned that a draw knife was a better solution for me than a uh, bandsaw. Yeah. I would have tried to go on the bandsaw and I would have totally screwed everything up. I tried. I tried on a scrap piece before <laughs> I even did the draw knife and I threw the bandsaw blade off of the bandsaw. Yeah. And, and had to put it back on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to cut in again, Brett. Sorry. Um, but I, I think that's a really good point. And I think like the one of the things to remember is it's much the same as working with shit quality materials and shit quality like wood or metal or whatever. It teaches you to not, I don't mean appreciate like, Oh, you must respect it and all that bollocks. Like it just teaches you how, how to, to work with that material. And um, the same with working with shit tools. If you work with shit tools, it makes you a, a better <laughs> maker at the end of the day, because, because you've got those experience with those shit tools. And, and like you say, a, you kind unless, of... unless I mean, there's levels of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless they're so shit that they don't even do the job that they're supposed yeah. to do, that doesn't help you. If anything, that's just it makes yeah. you angry and yeah, you hurt yourself and you ruin the thing that you're doing. Yeah. So th- there is a cutoff point. <laughs> and and the thing is, is if 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 you're out there and you you you're looking at getting a, a new tool or whatever, then don't go ask out and ask what's the best hmm. table saw, the best whatever. Go out and say. I am looking at getting a new table saw, a new jigsaw, a new piano or whatever. This is my level of skill. I'm not looking at spending much money or I'm looking at spending this much money or whatever. What's a good option for me? Don't say what's the best because everyone's got an opinion on what's the best. And obviously everyone's going to have an opinion on what's a good option. But just be honest. I mean, this community is fucking huge. There's so many people out there. Just join one of the, the many groups or even just put a post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're on and and ask and and use other other people's experience because the vast majority of us have been through and we've all used shit tools yeah. and if there's something like else if there's something that's really really shit we're gonna say don't fucking use it um i mean and, that that, 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 the, that very uh, thing just happened to me last week actually steve like one of one of my friends just said to me oh obviously you've got you've got a history in catering I'm looking to buy some knives for just to have at home. And the question wasn't what's the best knives, you know, what's the best brand of knife? Yeah. Because that doesn't get you anywhere and it's down to personal preference and, you know, what's your budget. But the the task at hand was, you know, what are, what are my options? So it was yeah. like, well, you could get this, you could get that, you could get this kind, you know, if, if you followed every professional chef, in the world, yeah, you'd just get a Victoria Knox knife, plastic handled, yeah, easy to clean, yeah, great yeah. steel, well made, cheap, it does the yeah. job. You're not on show, you know, you're not, um, unless you're some like fancy celebrity and you try to show off, there's absolutely no reason for you to have a Damascus fucking chef's knife or yeah. some over expensive walnut handled, you know, 
it's going to get thrown around the kitchen. It's going to get burnt. It's going to get dropped. Yeah. Get a plastic, a fucking nylon handled Victorian ox knife because yeah. they're great. And then, and they've been making knives for fucking as long as that company's around. They make Swiss Army knives. They yeah. know what they're doing. They know how to make a knife. Yeah. It's not expensive I, and it's not the best, but your options are that, you know. And then your option is, well, what kind do I need? What, what yeah. size do I need? What shape do I need? Yeah. I mean, please like, can someone, please can someone help me? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like the guys at, um, at Grounds Force. Um, they're some of the best axe makers in the world. And I know for a fact that the vast majority of them, they buy their hammers down at the local hardware store because in Sweden they sell Swedish pattern hammers and, you know, they pay a tenner maybe for them. And they'll use it, and when the handle breaks, they don't bother rehandling. They just go get a new hammer, yeah, because it's it's perfect for what they do. It's it's good enough. Brett, you <laughs> look like you have one more point to make. I only have just one. one Only allowed to say one more thing. Let's do it. Oh, okay, um, it, it's just in addition to what I, a comment I made earlier about the the attitude with the like it's got to be the best top thing, whatever that attitude. Um, I I've met a few folks like that that you know you gotta have the top of the line thing i think to go along with the points of it yes there are certain degrees that you don't want to go below this quality of tool i think we can all attest to having used certain tools in our time that have probably as much as a car if not more expensive than that there are certain top of the line things sorry, top of the line things, pieces of equipment, tools that I would absolutely justify. Like Steve, if if you found just the best double horn German anvil and it costs $4,000 and you could afford it, you know for a fact you would. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I would do the exact same. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. Is it, again, like we, we said, if it's, if it's something that you use all the time and it's it's right for you, if you can justify it, then fucking go for it i mean at at the end of the day if you've got all the money in the world and you want to go out and you want to buy just the best tools then fucking do it i'm not going to stop you i'm not going to complain about it. man if i had all the money in the world and the thing is is it's it's when people think that they can't do something because they need to buy it when they can't afford it and that's that that's the attitude that i don't like because you you can do so much with so little and especially if you ask for help and that's that's the thing is, is if you ask for help, if you ask for other people's advice, like say it, if you can't afford to buy a machine, then you find someone else that's got the machine and you ask them to to borrow it, to use it, to you know you give them a plan and you say, can you just make this section of the project for me? And you take it back and you and you do it yourself. Um, and it's like with the the uh, going back to the the hammers. You know, people ask me about what's the best hammer to use when they're getting into blacksmithing. I'm the cheapest. The cheapest wooden handled hammer you can find because you you're not gonna be good enough to spend to be Damascus. to yeah, exactly. To warrant spending thousands of pounds on equipment when you're first getting into it. Like just, just go out and get something that works. Um and I like about six times I had links back to uh to Chris Cash from Mount Phillips Mount Phillip. Um and I was going to like make a whole thing about it being spiffing and uh, and him being spiffing and, and all this and then go into spiffings. But because you've both interrupted me, like just as I'm about to transition into it, like eight times, I haven't done it. So fuck it.
people that we think that are spiffing. Uh, Al, have you got an order? Abs. Cool. Rock hard abs. Six minute abs. Which means that Al's going first. So, Al. For abs. Yes. Slabs. Abs. Um, Yes. So, my spiffing on the theme of tools (laughs) and minimal tools, which has been one of the topics of today, uh, is Chop with Chris. So if you don't nice. know Chop with Chris, um, he's a really nice guy, um, and he basically does pretty much everything with a hatchet. Um, he will make like a bow and arrow from start to finish, only using a hatchet, um, carve chairs with an axe and, and an adze and stuff. So it's very much hand tools, um, lots of cool woodworking projects. But his videos are really interesting. His his personality is, you know, really fits with his style of what he does. Um, and I just love, yeah, love watching him, love love. His, his his mistakes as well, you know, he doesn't hide from them. It's it's all very humble and he will fuck up. But, you know, as, as Brett was saying, you know, if you're if you're taking a draw knife through some some grain and it just takes it in a way you didn't want it to go, it's because that's the nature of the wood. And, yeah. you know, the amount of times you watch you watch Chris's videos and he just has to throw the bow away because basically the grain didn't want to didn't want to make it into a bow. That 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 particular branch did not want to be a bow that day um and that's the reality of woodworking and especially with hand tools so um really interesting to watch um lovely scope considering the the, the limitations of the tools he has yeah but yeah go check him out he he will he will rip saw the shit out of some oak <laughs> but he'll probably he'll probably use the right saw to do it yeah brilliant yeah. uh brett you're up yeah um i know this is a re-spiff it's a different reason now uh, because of all we've talked about in terms of the, the sharing of knowledge and the asking of the community and tool sharing and all of that. Um, Tracy, Tra- Tracy Chevron, uh, who's Bastion head, B-A-S-T-I-O-N head on Instagram. And I know he has a couple of YouTube videos, but he's not super active on there. He's been picked up over the last few months uh, and he's he's touring and giving live demos and talks. And out of a lot of the people that I've met in the makerspace and a lot of people that are highly, highly educated and very willing to share all of their knowledge, Tracy's very high on that list. And the I always talk about the lack of ego and the willingness to just explore and try new things and also share the knowledge of, yes, I also went through that process of failing hundreds of times before I got to here. Um, Tracy and Katrina are this just like insane woodworking couple that has minimal tools. They don't need a lot. They always talk about doing more with less and they're damn good at it. Hmm. Um, and funny enough, their favorite tool of choice for power tools is an angle grinder. Because Arbor Tech makes a bunch of attachments for it. Yeah. So <laughs> if you see them with any power tools, it's either a bandsaw. Or an angle grinder. Oh, or an angle grinder. Thanks. Yeah, perfect. Smooth. Slick. Uh, cool. Well, because Brett has finally, or Brett's internet has finally given up. He's back. Uh, ah, he's back again. There we go. Uh, so yeah, uh, or an angle grinder. Brett, say or an angle grinder. Or an angle grinder. Seamless. Or an angle grinder. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's me next. Um, 
Uh, I because we've been talking about all of or this, an angle um, grinder, uh, and because <laughs> everyone came and helped or an me. angle grinder. Oh, for fuck's sakes! I'm trying to do something nice here. Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> uh, because I had everyone come and help me paint the forge, and there's so many uh, helpful posts and people willing to give advice and time and tools and all sorts of fucking awesome shit. Uh, I am going to spiff the Fools with Tools Facebook group because it's full of fucking great people and really, really good things. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, like Al said, like there's everything in there from posts about uh, how to cope with all the shit that is part of being a human all the way through to people going, I've got a free uh, spare drill press. Does anybody want it? <laughs> and shit like that. It's, it's great. Um, and we do a pretty good job of keeping dickheads out. Although Laffy is in there. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. The Fools of Tools Facebook group is fucking spiffing. And please keep the kind of um, tool recycling thing going. You know, yeah. if anyone has anything lying around, you might think it's useless. You might think it's not a very good welder, but, you know, Pete sent me a stick welder that to him probably wasn't very good. But to <laughs> me, it's something I never had and never used before and is, is magnificent. So yeah. that translates to everything. So if you've got stuff lying around, if you've got stuff taking up space, just ask. Somebody might snap it up. You know, one man's trash is another man's gold. So yeah, please exactly. keep this 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 kind of tool recycling scheme going <laughs> yeah and and that's not just within the the group as well it's there's just... enough anvils in the landfills <laughs> um that's such a good hashtag uh yeah and yeah it's not just within the the fools with tools group as well that's just everyone everywhere and it, like this whole fucking episode has been about just because like al says just because you think that this is a trash tool someone somewhere is going to make use of it even if it's just taking bits off of it to repair something else like there's yeah there's always someone that wants it so do that uh I will speak from experience and saying that uh you know opportunity to work with tools just will yeah it expands your entire universe and it means more than you may may think that it's going to mean but yeah it could really change somebody's perspective on everything with the smallest gesture exactly and and that's actually before we go into AAB, that's actually a really good point. I've had um, today a couple of people that have um, said to me, like, it, because I talked about wood turning and how it's not just for retired people. It's actually got some other... It's for Welsh lasses as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, and instantly had about three people turn around and say, well, if you ever wanted to give it a try, just come around my workshop. And yeah, I, I've done the same with people that want to do blacksmithing. So just because you don't necessarily have something to give away, if you've got some free time, if you've got a free weekend and and you know that there's a few makers nearby, just say, does anyone want to come around and have a play sort of thing? It's It really does make a huge difference. Um, but yes, any other business? I've got any other business. What's your business? Get a strop. Yes, Fucking get a strop. Great. Yeah. Game changer. It's yeah. just a bit of leather. Ask your local leather maker if you can nag, nab a bit of leather. Nag, because it's hot. It's funny. Wait, you're using horse leather? Horse butt. Yeah, it's the best kind of leather. And uh, lasagna mints. 
<laughs> that was a 2016 joke. Yep. Uh, Get a draw think, knife. I think, I think it's only game, game changer. Uh, there you go. Steve, what's your game changer? This is a new section of the show we like to call Boop. Game changer. There we go. <laughs> that was, was such a long pause. I was waiting for Brett. I thought he was going to come in with his classic jingle. Change the game. Uh, what's my game changer? Oh, fucking angle grinder, obviously. Oh, no, no. We've already done that. Come on. It's no. got to be, be somewhat <laughs> unexpected. Oh, fuck's sakes. Uh, fucking. No, that wasn't. Yours wasn't unexpected. What? Sloyd. 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 No, not. You can't triple stamp a double slam. <laughs> uh, I don't fucking know. Get. 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 Get a. What's a really expensive. Buy, buy good. Buy expensive masking tape. Yes, yes, that's I'm using that. Buy expensive masking tape. Buy multi-colored masking tape because then you can make a rainbow. Uh, when you buy expensive masking tape, you realize why it's expensive, and you yes. go, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm 35 now. I know." Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of upsetting, and you get a little bit annoyed with yourself because you've spent years getting really, really annoyed at masking tape. Whereas if you just spent an extra quid. You wouldn't have got annoyed. Uh, right. And you can find us on all the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Strop Shack! <laughs> uh, if you want to get hold of us as a group, you can find us at FWT Podcast. You can join us on the Facebook group, which is Spiffing. Just go on Facebook and fools of tools. Uh and you can email us as well. Uh, hello at fwtpodcast.com. Has anyone ever I've... sent you an email? Yes. Several that, people. I've true? even fucking sent them to you. Oh. So shut up. I've screenshotted them and, and shown you. And yeah. Uh, yes. We're, we, you can do all that fun stuff as well. And we're on Instagram. where you can see the thumbnails. Because Al does a really good job on the thumbnails. And they've been getting better and better. And I'm genuinely a little bit worried that at some point he's going to plateau and not be able to improve. And then the world's going to come to an end. Um, I, I do not fear that in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And that's it. So that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Bye. We've been uh, great. You've been pretty good. What did no, you say? I don't fucking know. We've been you've, great. You've been lovely. Yeah. Hey. All, I was, well, to be fair, have you two had a fucking... You've been lovely. I was about to say, you've all been fucking lovely. So, but you've both ruined it. So we don't get to have it anymore. So bye. 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 Pricks.